You're listening to the Cairo Success Podcast, where we reveal the secrets to a massively successful practice. Here's your host, Dr. Tori Robeson. Welcome, winners. I am optimistic, positive, and excited about chiropractic, reaching people with my practice and building an exceptional life of productivity, prosperity, and generosity while filled with love, fitness, and fun. Our purpose? To become a smarter, more powerful, capable, driven, and superior version of myself by ever-increasing my awareness, knowledge, understanding, motivation, hands-on skill, communication skill, and mastery in the art of exceptional living. Every podcast we do is going to do four things. It's going to cause you to naturally attract more new and high-value cases. It's going to make you more capable in motivation and persuading of people, empower you to make smarter, long-term decisions, and every time we meet, we'll energize your physical, mental, and financial health. The law of success for the day is going to be what's called, the, and you have to apologize, I'm going to apologize for the term here, the law of lesser pissers. Yes, that's what it sounds like. The law of lesser pissers. What does this law state? Okay, and it's a unique law, and I'm not sure how much of a law it really is. I just wanted to share it with you. It states that if it comes down to pissing off somebody else or pissing off yourself, you piss off somebody else. It's a self-preservation. It's a sort of empowering. It's a looking out for yourself sort of a thing, but not in an arrogant or selfish way entirely. It's simply a matter of conducting your life such that, okay, you have to look out and be your own fan. And sometimes in circumstances, okay, you have to keep and preserve yourself and piss off somebody else. It could be very simple examples. A common one, and it's a story from history, a guy is up in a tree doing some work and some people show up and look up and they're trying to get the guy to come down and go do this with them and go do that, which is their mission. He goes, I already have a mission of my own. I'm on my own mission here. And he pissed them off because... He didn't want to be with them because he was already engaged in his own thing and he preserved himself. If he would have come down from the tree and gone with them, he would have pissed off himself because he, he would not would have known he should have stayed there and kept working on the thing he was working on and what his goal was. You see what I'm saying? And there's countless examples. Let's say I'm in a relationship and I do jujitsu on Tuesday evenings. I start dating some girl and she says, why, do you quit? why don't you quit doing jujitsu and hang out with me on Tuesdays? No. Yeah, but you never want to hang out with me. We never spend enough time together. At... Do you see what I mean? It's going to piss her off, but I preserve my fitness, my training, my frame of mind, and these things that make me valuable in the relationship. If I quit doing it, I'll be pissed at myself because I will have broken the, the training routine I was in. I will have a negative effect on my fitness because where else am I going to do it during the week? You see what I'm saying? It's better to piss off other people than to piss off yourself all the time because it destroys your self-esteem. It destroys your self-worth. It destroys your power. And we are trying to build power, not give everybody else our power. 
It's okay to say no. No, I, I do jujitsu on Tuesdays. I'll see you when I'm done. But she loves me more for it because I stood my ground. Too many people are bending for other people and they think they're being nice, but they're actually destroying the relationship. These are tests. Most people fail the tests. So, when you know what you're doing is right in the areas of your life, relationship-wise, fitness-wise, practice-wise, and money-wise, then we're not going to vary. I'm not going to vary too much, okay? And get myself caught doing a bunch of other things for other people and pissing off myself because I'm off my own mission because they got me hooked onto theirs. Stay on the mission, people. It's okay for other people to be mad at you. All right? In fact, many times, they're actually happier when they're mad at you because you stood for something. You stood your ground. You showed power. You showed integrity. And you showed, wow, okay, he or she is really serious about being great at what they do. All right? Do you think an NFL football player, and let's say they have a game on Thanksgiving Do you think their family says, oh, forget the game and just come eat Thanksgiving dinner with us? They wouldn't even question it, even though it's just a stupid game like football. Do you realize how dumb these games are? We got these people running around doing these goofy things in goofy outfits, getting paid all this money. This is all a distraction. It's all by design. It's all perpetrated by the ruling elite to keep everybody occupied while they take over more and more control all the time. It's all a plan. It's no different than the days of Rome. They just made the Roman games and chariot races so everybody could be occupied and be drinking and worried about complete nonsense while behind the scenes all their liberties are being taken away from them. That's what we have in the modern world. Not that I don't think sports are cool, but we have to really not give a damn about them because they don't matter, all right, compared to other things in life that do matter. Back to the task here, and that is the law of lesser pissers. Have a mission. Stay on it. It's okay for you to not bend for other people, okay, and let yourself get distracted by all of these forces that are trying to distract you, all right? And like I was mentioning there, um, Many times when people are angry with you, they're actually more proud of you because you stood your ground, okay? We're not out to make everybody happy all the time. (laughs) Now, topic. I just got an email. In fact, let me pull this email up. What does this email say? All right, let's pull it out of the trash. You ever have that happen where you just read an email and you sent it to the trash and it's not in your trash folder and it's also not in your inbox? I have, it just seems like sometimes emails just disappear into thin air. Who knows where it went? But here we go. Tori, I slipped and I fell and I really hurt my elbow. What do I do? Now, can you believe I even got an email like that? Why, why would somebody email me that? It's a Sunday. 
Yesterday was Saturday. Chiropractor slips, mooks up their elbow, sends me an email and says, I really hurt my elbow, what do I do? What do you think about that? Why would some why would someone send me that message? I had consultants for 15 years. Never would I have never would I have it never would have even crossed my mind to ask somebody else. What are my choices? Uh, do what I can to fix up my elbow and go to work or do what I can to fix up my elbow and go to work or I suppose I could do what I could to fix up my elbow and go to work or maybe I would just do what I could to fix up my elbow and go to work. What is there to talk about? Every chiropractor's had to work on people with one arm before or while they're on crutches or while they got a bunch of stitches in the side of their body for something. You know what I'm saying? This is just part of practice. What's your response? Do what you can to fix it up and go to work. There's no other choice. What I want to use as the training point here today, um, podcast folk, is is the, the mindset behind this. Do you see what happened? This just happened. I don't want to have to think and figure out what to do. I'll just ask Tori because he will have the solution, which I will because in chiropractic land, I basically have the solution for everything. And if I don't have it, I can figure it out. So because people know me and it makes people lazy and they'll just figure, oh, I'll just have Tori figure it out for me so I don't actually have to, to think and use any brain cells. When my whole mojo here is to try to get people to think and use their faculty of imagination and intuition and reason and all of these things to, to, to become an unstoppable force and being able to figure out everything and build the power life. Okay, so that's what's happening here is the person, the person made the error of mental laziness. Here's what should have happened. Tori, I fell and I hurt my elbow I think I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and I've got to check on this and I've got an appointment for that, but I'm going to go in and this is what I'm going to say to people and I think I'll wrap it this way and I should be able to get... Do you see what I mean? What is the problem? What is your solution? And then, Tori, what do you think of it? Not, Tori, you figure it out for me because I don't want to have to use my brain because it hurts too much. And this is the sign and the symptom of the decaying society. I don't want to have to think. Just have a screen in my face that tells me what to think and do all day long. Oh, there's no screen in front of my face? I have to actually think of something on my own and fill up a blank piece of paper? People would rather die than do that today. I want you to imagine taking a pen and a notebook and handwriting words on the entire page, like you're writing a letter, like you're going to handwrite a multi-page letter. Can you even imagine doing that today? Handwriting a multi-page letter. That's the way it used to be. Someone's in another town, you handwrite this nice long letter and you send it and you look forward to getting some mail in return. Now it's just quick, normally incomplete nonsense. What percentage of text messages are useful? Like 1%? And, and so you see here, it's the, it's the idea of thinking and solving and then getting some wise counsel as you make your final decisions versus 
What do I do? I can't think for myself. If it takes two people, I'll do it myself. If it takes three people, that's usually about the time I'll ask for some help. So the point I want to make here today is this. As you navigate life, practice, relationship stuff, and you get information, boom, my elbow hurts. Okay, that's information that I'm going to have to now process and formulate a solution for. Boom, I just inherited $720,000. Okay, with that information, I need to figure out a solution. Boom, okay, there's a hurricane coming through and we're going to have to be closed for a couple days. What is going to be my solution? How do I bring success out of this? Boom, okay. I just had a notice from the IRS that it looks like I'm going to owe more money than I thought. How do I process this and formulate a solution and get better from this? The real winner always just processes the information, figures out the way to win, and get better from it. Smarter, more capable, maybe you need to make an equipment change. Maybe in this case with this particular chiropractor, there's a fitness issue, a coordination issue, a balance issue, a salting the sidewalk when it's slippery issue. There's something, there's something that caused this. Is there a way to solve it so it does not happen again or maybe for other people? Sometimes it's truly an accident. But we have, our mind has to explore. How do we keep this from ever happening again? So our mind automatically just looks at the information. It's not good or is it bad that the guy hurt his elbow? Is it bad? Oh, that's horrible. Why is it horrible? What's horrible about it? Maybe he'll go see a doctor and the doctor will end up referring 500 new patients to him over the next 10 years. Is it bad? See, too many people think, apply and assign good or bad to everything. Oh, this happened. That's bad. Well, that happened. Oh, that's good. You got some money. Really? Or is it just going to make you lazy and you're going to lose more in income than you gained in inheritance? Way to go. It's just information. It's so, this is such a high level way of operating in life. Tori, how come you're not excited about that? Why would I be excited about it? You're never excited about anything. That's because I'm smart. Because I know about the time I get excited about something, okay, I will have not seen the negative aspect of it and it will come back and bite me in the tail. Tori, how come you're not mad about that? Why would I be mad about that? You never get mad about anything. Well, if I get mad about it, then I won't see the lesson in it so I don't um, empower myself to have it never happen again. It's the old story. Everybody knows it. I, I tell some stories so often, I hate telling them again because I want to bore people because everybody knows the story about the farmer with the horse that ran away. It's like the story of the scorpion and the frog, the SR-71 story, the Frank Lloyd Wright story, the Chuck Yeager story, the Secretariat story, the Dan Gable story. There are all these stories that are the backbone, the John Wick story. There's all these stories, the Elvis story. There's all of these stories, the Raju story. There's all these stories that are the principles that are the backbone of everything in Winter's Edge. The backbone of all the philosophies that we apply in the land of Winter's Edge 
are found in the stories that we've used and we will continue to use and draw the lessons from. Years ago, like 1800s, back when horses were incredibly valuable, they were doing all the work around the farm or the ranch. Incredibly valuable. Guy has one of his top horses run away. Neighbor farmer says, oh, one of your horses ran away. That's horrible. See how he applies that it's bad? Why would he do that? See how low level that is? I hear something, I apply, and I assign good or bad to it right away with my limited brain. And the guy says, well, maybe. A few days later, his horse comes back with three other horses that he met out in the wild. Incredible. The guy's got now three more horses that he can use. Okay? They're now his property. It's incredible. This is like someone just giving you three cars. They're brand new. Neighbor farmer, boy, you got three more horses. That's great, isn't it? See how he assigns that somehow that's supposed to be good? Is it? And the guy says, ah, maybe. One of his sons goes to break one of the horses. He falls off and breaks his arm. Neighbor farmer, oh, your son broke his arm. That's horrible. Farmer goes, mm, maybe. War breaks out. His son doesn't have to go to war. Oh, you're so lucky your son didn't have to go to war because he had a broken arm. Mm, maybe. Get the point? It just is. It just is. I'm going to tell that story again in just the story form without making little uh, interjections along the way. A farmer back in the 1800s had a horse, one of his prize horses that he used around the farm every day, ran away. His neighbor looked over the fence and said, oh, that's horrible that your horse ran away. And the farmer goes, mm, maybe. A few days later, his horse comes back with three other horses. Incredible. He can use on the farm. Neighbor farmer says, boy, your horse came back with three other horses. That's awesome. You're so lucky. Hmm, maybe. One of his sons is breaking in. One of those new horses falls off and breaks his arm. A bad injury. Neighbor farmer says, oh, your son broke his arm on one of those new horses. That's terrible. Farmer says, hmm, maybe. War breaks out and his son doesn't have to go to war. Neighbor farmer says, oh, that's so great. You're so lucky your son didn't have to go to war. Farmer goes, hmm, maybe. It just is. We do not assign good or bad. There is equal good and bad in everything. It is the law of polarity. There's always positive and negative that are equal. There has to be for the universe to operate. It's a sad reality because we want more good than bad. Now, you can see things as being good. But really, it just is, and it's information that we use to process. Yes, there can be what we see as terrible things, tragedies, horrible things. What about this? And what? Yeah, I know. But if you look... 
There are the lessons that can bring good on usually a very large scale. So in chiropractor land, hey, I fell and I hurt my elbow. It's horrible. Maybe. Boy, and I went and met somebody and I got a bunch of referrals. That's great. Maybe. Oh, those referrals came in and I collected all, all this money. That's really awesome. Maybe. Oh, because I had all those referrals, I, I, I tanked my promotion and marketing and now my practice fell back down. It's terrible. Maybe. See, it just is. So part of longevity is being cool. What makes a person live a long time? That's a whole other topic for another day. Is it what they eat? Probably not. Lots of people eat garbage. They live into their 90s. A lot of people eat great. They drop dead at 50. It ain't what you eat. Is it exercise? I think the people that live the longest have never exercised a second of their life. Many times. In fact, most, most of the time. Oldest patient, 99 years old, never, never lifted a finger a day in her life. But it's not that. Is it going to the chiropractor? Nope. People who've lived the longest on earth never went to the chiropractor. So what is it that make people li- makes people live long? I really think the core of it is keeping your mind in a state of peace. It's, this, it's internal angst and stress because you think something is good and get overexcited and that stimulates the system and burns out your soul. Or you get down about something and that depresses you and that burns out your soul. And then you end up going back and forth and back and forth and you burn yourself out. When if you were just cool and steady and calm and more happy and laughed more and didn't take things so seriously, I think that's what lowers the physical stress on the cells and the tissues of the body so that they can be preserved and make it the test of time and make it through the test of time or the tests of time you might say recapping we affirm we have a purpose every time we talk you're going to get more great new ones you're going to become a more capable motivator and persuader. Hopefully you remember the farmer's story. I didn't tell it to you to entertain you. I told it so you can learn and you can share it with other people. Of course, we want to energize your physical, mental, financial health. We want you to make great and incredibly smart long-term decisions ahead of time. The law of lesser pissers. Stay on your own mission. It's okay if you don't bend and go and do stuff for other people. Tori, you're going to come home for this holiday? No. Blah, 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 blah. What I'm doing is more important because it's going to affect thousands and thousands and thousands of people versus, versus having six people be happy that I'm in their presence. I'll be there in a few weeks. You get the idea? It's just... It's just the way we have to live if we want to be super successful. And then, of course, our lesson here is when things happen, it's not good. It's not bad. It just is. See it for what it is as information. Use it to use your mind. Engineer a plan. Sort of laugh at it. Figure out the way to make yourself successful in that. Even if it's frustrating and even if it's crummy and even if it hurts, Okay, we're not supposed to feel good all the time. Okay, there are going to be things that are going to happen and we're going to have to navigate them, even if it's a sporting match, certainly in the practice day, 
certainly over the course of a year, and certainly over the course of time in relationships, certainly things will happen with our health. There's going to be things that are going to happen financially. This is part of life. And our ability to just go, huh, isn't that interesting? Look at the information, make smart decisions, keep ourselves cool. We never want, I'll end on this, we never want to let anybody be able or anything to throw a stone in our pond of tranquility. Great job. I'll see you on the next training. Thanks for tuning in to the Cairo Success Podcast. To learn more about how you can create the dream practice and life today, visit us online at winnersedgeconsulting.com. Thanks again, and we'll catch you in the next episode.